welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, no, nope. Okay, hi. Christmas is over. <laughs> <laughs> this is our New Year's episode. Well, I'm in the spirit of the holidays. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? It's going okay. <laughs> uh, so this is our end of the year slash year in review slash holidays 2020 beginning slash apparently christmas again for jr dad uh episode what are you doing over there <laughs> Dad. so we sit at the dining room table when we podcast and he just messes with whatever stuff is like within his reach i have short attention span hard to keep him focused on the podcast you were dusting last week yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh I you're giving away all our secrets again. Yeah, well, stop doing that. <sighs> okay, so uh, the cocktail of the week, I thought, uh, your dad doesn't know this yet, but it's I'm, a mystery to me. I know. I'm gonna do a golden ratio dry January non alcoholic cocktail of the day every day in January. Whoa, so, I know. For those of you who are trying to do dry January or maybe just want to drink a little less or have some non-alcoholic options for your pals go do some non-alcoholic stuff in solidarity with your friends who are doing dry january as some people unfortunately call january that's not good it's not good it's such a stretch but people do call it that anyway uh i'm gonna give you 31 january mocktails one per day and uh so i thought i'd start today since we're gonna drop this podcast on new year's day this is the jalapeno limeade you want to take a sip of that to your dad have you tried it yet i have not i'm waiting for my cue so this is basically limeade it's lime juice um made with interesting yep so to make regular limeade or lemonade you just have lemon juice or lime juice and simple syrup sugar water um so this is that but you use half regular simple syrup which is just half sugar and half water, and then half jalapeno simple syrup. I'm going to do a whole chunk of infused syrups in this thing. Uh, Giardad actually bought some of that at the farmer's market, but it's really easy to make. You just make a pan of simple syrup, like a cup of water, a cup of sugar, slice up some jalapenos and, you know, boil them in there. Why do you think it's called simple syrup? Because it's really simple (laughs) and it's a syrup. All right. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, if you want to make like peach simple syrup, same thing, like make some simple syrup, slice up some peaches, throw them in there, cook it for a little bit. Uh, and jalapeno simple syrup sounds like it might be weird and it smells weird. It smells like the pepper itself, but it doesn't really taste like it. It adds some of the like heat and spiciness, but that's about it. It, it actually is a, I'm thinking about this now, it, it's a decent... I don't want to say substitute, but it creates like a feeling in your throat like you just had some rum or something. Yeah, that's true. Very interesting. Yeah, it's got some heat to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've made uh, like margaritas, jalapeno margaritas. Those are good. Um, yeah, every time I smell it, I'm like, ah, it's not going to be good. And then it's actually really good in stuff. So uh, it's not super spicy at all, but it just adds a little I guess you can, zip. when you're making the jalapeno simple syrup, you can choose how hot you make it. Yes, and seeds will make it hotter. So if you use just the flesh and not the seeds, it won't be quite as spicy. But anyway, there you go. So I'm going to have a thread. I might set up like a little Golden Ratio cocktail blog to post stuff, but I'll be posting one every day, and that's going to be our first one. Every day. Every day of January. I've got... So there'll be some sweet spot Venn diagram when you're going to have taco cleanse still and 
yeah. zero <laughs> alcohol thing. Uh, for those of you who don't follow me on Jen Runs With Dogs, I've been doing this taco cleanse, which is not a cleanse. It's not a cleanse. It's just eat tacos every day. Uh, today's day 16. We're recording on Christmas Eve. This is day 16. So yeah, into January, I'll still be doing the taco cleanse. And then we'll also be having dry cocktails, uh, non-alcoholic cocktails. They're wet. They're and it's also non-traditional tacos. Everything could be a taco. Yeah, though I've made plenty of traditional tacos. Mm -hmm. But yeah. also today, a banana. We did peanut butter banana tacos for the dogs, which were <laughs> received with varying levels of enthusiasm. The lowest being Jasmine, who just licked the peanut butter <laughs> off the tortilla. Something for everyone in those. <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That's the cocktail of the week. Uh, now, dear dad, I forgot that I had put this on our list, but in the snaps this week, I had captured you at breakfast eating a Vegemite and cheese sandwich. Don't judge me. I, I don't judge you. you judge I just me. like that I got to sing the song. <laughs> he made himself a Vegemite sandwich. That's one of the greatest songs ever. He comes from land down under. It's, it's a, one of the greatest songs ever. Okay, so I promised <clears throat> I would try a Vegemite sandwich. So we're going to pause the podcast. I want you to make me just like a teeny, like like half a sandwich, like a quarter sandwich. I just want a bite because I don't think I'm going to like it. Do you want it with cheese or with butter and with it? Um, or just like the, straight up. The Australian listeners seem to like the idea that it had cheese. So maybe like a little bit of Swiss cheese. Some of the, some of the, Vegemite. some of the badness, <laughs> some of the hops flavor away from oh it. God. If this were a beer. Yeah. All right. So Joe dad, get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. This stuff is brown. It's brewer's yeast. Is that really what it is? Oh. What's the difference between Marmite and Vegemite? Is there one? I think Vegemite tastes better. Um, I think, I, well, I don't know. I'll leave it to the experts, but I think Marmite is less, a little less tangy. Oh. Vink is very interested in this little Vegemite sandwich. I don't think you should give Vink that. Okay. Because hops we, are actually super bad for dogs. There you go. It's not actually hops. I was wrong. Oh. It's yeast. All right. So I have it's like two little slices of baguette and Vegemite and then a little bit of Swiss cheese. Mm hmm Okay. I think my mistake is that I use too much Vegemite on my sandwiches. My mistake for other people. Oh. I like it. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. We'll blend it all together. It's all blendy. Oh, no. It's definitely acquired. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to finish it. Here, you just take... Away. Oh my god. She's looking like pained like I'm like she's being oh. skewered or something. It just oh. looks very uncomfortable. As she says, this is very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> profoundly uncomfortable. <laughs> profoundly uncomfortable. That's really bad. I don't I'm think sorry, so. Aussies. I don't judge you. I just definitely It's a it's a pretty intense mm. flavor. It reminds me a little bit of like molasses. Like dark molasses, but like the bad part. <laughs> take a drink of the cocktail of the week here it's good for you i think it's a little magical has a lot oh. of vitamin b oh do not like does not go with the jalapeno simple syrup i mean that's fine the vegemite's the part i don't like hey i get to eat a half a vegemite sandwich now uh, thanks ugh. all right well no judgment on you, Aussies. He's pulling the Vegemite over to him. <laughs> uh, thank you for making me a sandwich, dear dad, and mm -hmm. that's the last time we'll do that. <laughs> I'll make you a sandwich other times, though, too. Okay, thanks. All right. Dear dad's done chewing. I'm done uh, having some little chippies to get that Vegemite taste out of my mouth. Um, Vink is still 
looking adorable and then glancing over at the Vegemite sandwich that's left. She's been very good at locate helping us locate when there's food on the counter. Yeah, I was listening. I just posted the podcast for last week and we were talking about her staring up at the cookies. So uh, anyway, okay. On the agenda for this week, thing number one. Uh, thanks to everybody who sent us cards and presents at our P.O. box. It's like amazing going in there. We got all these Christmas cards. Yeah, I mean, it's physically presents. a lot, but it's emotionally overwhelming. It's so nice. Yeah, um, in a good way. So, yeah, thank you, everybody who has sent us stuff. If you want to send uh, cards to the dogs, if you have like a class of students and you want them to write letters to the dogs, you can totally send them stuff. We're 1107 Key Plaza, number 202, Key West, Florida, 33040. And uh, you can send it to the Golden Ratio or Jen Goldbeck or the Golden Ratio care of Jen Goldbeck. And perhaps to show what a simple man I am, it's fun to go to that little box and open the door and have stuff in there. Totally. It's like an old school like post office box yeah. wall. And uh, yeah, it's cool. But then the, the boxes, obviously, the packages are separate. Yeah. And there's like no bills. It's always only good stuff. Yeah, that's right. That we get in no there. bills, no advertising, no weekly circulars. That's great. So thank you to everybody. Uh, and then the main thing on our agenda is to kind of do our year-end review. Uh, it's been a real up and down year for the golden ratio. Yeah, we packed a lot into this year. So uh, we have acquired a dog. We have Swizz. We lost a dog in Schmieg. And then we acquired and lost a dog in Riley. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you're here, Swizz, and you're very nice, but you're no Schmieg or Riley <laughs> yet. Right. Um, I still, like, so one of the things I acquired this year was my outdoor shower, which was very nice. And I shower out there every night and uh, pretty much cry in the shower every night because I miss Schmieg and Riley. No. It was definitely, I mean, Maggie died in April. It's the end of december i'm not over it she's very good and uh poor boyfriend man it's like totally unfair that we're finally like yeah we'll take a younger dog like seven that's great we'll get all this time and he comes and he's like snugging it on me and thinks that i'm the best and then team like, thief and he did all the things and is so great with his little winky eye yeah and then what we have him for like seven months yeah sucks not, not fair in any way nope um, so, you know, I mean, like Swizzle is great. She fits in very well with the squad. Yep. She has not found a place, I think probably for either of us, as significant as Schmeek and Riley. I mean, it's only been a little while, but they really bonded with us in a way that she hasn't. Like she's great and fun and wonderful and we both love her, but, mm -hmm. uh, she hasn't, they both really bonded to us quickly. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's hard to do comparisons like that. It probably isn't even... Not for me. ...helpful. They're all apples and oranges and, and cherries and raspberries. They're all different. Yeah, well, Riley and Schmeek loved me, and uh, Swizzle thinks I'm great, but she doesn't love me the way that they did. Oh, is that what it's all about? I should... There's probably some deep psychological thing there that I should learn, but I probably won't. That's fine. Uh, we did do the live shows this year. All of our live shows were this year. Yeah, those were awesome. That was epic. I mean, I, yeah, it, I don't want to say they were awesome because... <laughs> the were, shows were fine. They were fine. Uh, the Blau High destruction in shows two and three was very good. Um, but I think the real draw of those shows was the meet and greet afterwards, which was much longer than the shows every time. 
and uh, it was great to the get the girls to did to well did did great in the show. Yep. And having Matt and uh, his mom there, the first show was fun too. Matt, Matt and Barb and seven dogs on stage. Zoe and Sizzle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was epic. That's fun too. When Gideon came to the Chicago show, oh, it was Gideon. great. What a great kid. Yeah, we had a good time. So that was fun, and we got to fly the dogs on a private jet. Yes, that was which is like it's a roller coaster in and of itself. Whew, once in a lifetime. I don't know if that's a there. that enhanced the experience or it wasted it for me. <laughs> you get to fly in a private jet, but you got to have all five dogs jammed <laughs> in that little tube. It was. I mean, it was much more relaxing than driving for twenty four hours. But it was not like we were lounging back and like drinking champagne. We didn't even get to look at each other. I'm not sure I could put my feet on the ground because there was so much dog. We were packed in. I think we may have said this at the time, but when we were walking out onto the plane, they're like, have you ever taken all these dogs in a Lear 35 before? And I was like, oh, no. You know, normally we don't fly. Normally we fly a Lear 42. No, I didn't. I didn't lie at all. (laughs) I I just said normally we don't fly them in a in this kind of plane. There is that awesome commercial from the 80s where it's like the guys like in the back of a limo playing with the the mini bar. Yeah, Yeah. Doctor Galikowitz putting the windows up and down, looking at the sunroof, and the driver looks back and he goes, first time in a limo, Doctor Galikowitz." And he goes, first time in a limo this small. <laughs> so that'd be, the, that'd be the equivalent of like, is the first time with all those five in a Learjet 35? Oh, first time in a Learjet that small. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty epic. That was a good time. Yeah, the shows were, were intense just because it's so, it's so gratifying seeing the concept work right it actually yeah. people are really happy you all are really happy to see the dogs and to pet the dogs and there's so much like positive feeling and love there it's really it's really nice i mean it obviously yep. it comes across in all the christmas cards too it's just very touching um and it's a it's an amazing community that's created i mean it's just that's what you wanted yeah Jen. it was lovely totally working so uh i don't know what our plans are for doing more uh the dogs are a little bit more fragile after the end of the year some of them yeah don't they're all like vertigo now and they all walk sideways yeah i mean jasmine and and queso definitely have a harder time queso is you know just more tired like some of you have pointed out like oh i wish she still played with vink and it's like she just sleeps a lot more like she's aging seven times as fast as us uh so you know she's still doing fine but it's uh it's tough on her to do the travel so we may do another show in dc we'll see yeah. uh, unlikely that we're going to travel for one though uh not that we wouldn't like to see all of you but just it's really tough on the dogs to do that unless there's you know if there's another private jet as i keep saying <laughs> anyone has a private plane and they want to fly us like that's fine yeah. that, that makes it easy um so yeah that's our kind of big year summary yeah that's a big big year summary yeah i thought uh for our taste of the key so i do have uh one little conch life story that i'll pull up but i also thought for the people who didn't come to the live show i could do the taste of the key story that we did in the live show okay so uh this starts with uh first an anecdote that i would tell in the live show which is here in the keys uh we live near an island called monkey island so monkey island is uninhabited it is the the one road that we always talk about in the Keys does not go to Monkey Island. It's just out there yeah. in the water. Um, we can kayak to it. It's about two miles from 
our house here in the Keys. Uh, it's actually called Lois Key, but everybody calls it Monkey Island because in the 80s and the 90s, uh, it was used, it had a bunch of monkeys on it. There are no monkeys in the Keys uh, at all. They didn't, they didn't voluntarily go there either. No. So this key, like one half of it in like the 80s and 90s, you would look at it and it was like all the other keys, like lush and green and full of mangroves. And the other half of it, dead. Like all, it was just brown. brown. The water, like the water is out here that you see in the pictures where it's like turquoise and blue and crystal clear. Like that's really what it's like, uh, except around this one half of Lois Key. It was brown. It was gross. <laughs> and that's because there were a bunch of rhesus monkeys, which are from Asia, living on that half of the island. There was a fence across the middle. And uh, it's because this company called Charles River Laboratories, basically, they provide lab animals. And so they got the idea and they're like, yeah, well, you know, all these people who like do animal testing on rhesus monkeys, you know, we'll supply them with monkeys, but like, why do we need to keep them in a lab in a cage and do all this stuff let's just put them on this friggin island they're real zoologists right yeah. they really care about animal just behavior dump yeah. them out there uh and then they just let them live on the island and then they'd go pluck a few out when they had to sell them to someplace so the mangroves here are extremely protected like if you have mangroves growing on your property you're not allowed to trim them they're very protected and yet these monkeys i mean they ate these mangroves and killed them because they didn't have anything to eat. They're not from here. Uh, there's no fresh water on these islands. They so they have to them. bring it out yeah. there. Uh, and then, you know, obviously like they're pooping and stuff on the island. It's all washing out into the water, which like is not an ecosystem that can deal with that. So it's killing all the stuff so in the water. Bad. It was so bad. So gross. And the poor uh, monkeys, you know, they didn't want to be there. No, they were miserable. Uh, and it's not like, oh, they're in this like kind of living this normal life. Like we don't have any big trees here. They can't really crawl around in the mangroves. They basically killed them all. So they're just like on this half an island with a bunch of dead trees and just, you know, people hauling food out there. Yeah, And then the good news is you can get off the island into a freaking lab. I mean, it's just grim, grim, grim. Yeah. Uh, fortunately they're not there anymore. So there were a bunch of lawsuits from people in the Keys, uh, about this like in the 1990s and uh the people in the keys won i bet your people liberated some monkeys too they're actually and i mentioned a lot this, of people have boats yeah i mentioned this in a few of the uh of the live shows that there was this story on slate slate magazine online mm -hmm. still up there that talks about monkey fishing where this guy provides this firsthand account of going out with people in their boat where they would put like an apple on the end of a fishing pole and cast it onto the island to catch a monkey and pull it into the boat. Terrible. Then they would have a monkey. Like make him a know. pet? It never happened. He completely fabricated the whole thing, like admitted to it. Now, article on Slate's now like, yeah, the guy admitted that he completely fabricated this. But the article's still up. It's got clicks, it's man. Still it's still there. Yeah. It's clicks. Uh, I I think, you know, you'd get in a lot of trouble for stealing a monkey off that island. They were like $4,000 if they sold them. So that's a real felony right there. Yeah, but I'm thinking like PETA and, and people who like liberate monkeys. I found no evidence of that. Too bad. There were no stories of that. But Too anyway, bad. the lawsuits won. The monkey's not on the island anymore. Uh, not that they necessarily have it better anywhere else. But anyway. Yeah, there is a whole thing. 
right now there because the use of monkeys in research is being so heavily discontinued mm-hmm. i mean it, in america i think it's almost shut down there are monkey preserves on the continental united states where they yes. have there's a they, way to do that they've well. set it up with zoologists where it actually <laughs> might work and these basically retired lab monkeys are there trying to have a good life yeah this was not that no no uh i'm all for monkey preserves and uh this was not that. This was just dump them out on this island that they could terrible. get cheap land on, and it was terrible. Okay, so I sort of mentioned that because the story that, you know, it's just sort of tangential, the story that I have to tell about the Keys took place right by Monkey Island. Um, so it starts uh, with this woman, Naomi, and it's her birthday, and she lives uh, in on Kajoki, which is the next key over from us. And uh, so for her birthday in April, they're going to go out uh, on her boat with some friends. And they bring along their dog, a golden retriever named Coconut Harry. Coconut Harry. I'm going to post a picture of Coconut Harry. And he happens to be a golden retriever. I was looking around for stories for the live show. And if you look up like news stories with dogs, they tend to be all bad, right? Like, oh, here's some bad shit that happened to a dog. And so I finally stumbled on this story. I think it's from the early 90s. And, uh, and well, I was like, oh, my God. And it's right, a golden right retriever. Right on par, yeah. yeah. I wasn't even looking for a golden retriever. I just wanted a dog story. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So they go out in April. Coconut Harry, his owner, Naomi, a bunch of friends on the boat. Uh, but it starts to get a little windy. The seas get a little choppy. And so they decide they're going to put Coconut Harry down in the cabin so he's not out on deck while the boat's kind of rolling around. Uh, but it's not so bad that they have to stop their celebrations. And so they stay above deck for a while. And then finally, uh, they decide, okay, it's time, you know, for us to kind of get some coffee, start heading in. They go down into the cabin. No coconut Harry. He's not there. Whose job was it to take care of coconut Harry? Huh? Everyone's pointing fingers at each other. He's going to go down there and take a nap. He's not there. Uh, they search the whole boat. No coconut Harry. So they're like, he must have got out at some point and then fallen overboard. So they start going back and forth. And this is right around Monkey Island, uh, Kujoki. There's a sandbar out there searching everything. There's a reef. They're looking nothing. They call in the Coast Guard. They have like a small volunteer army like searching, right? The Coast Guard, the Florida Marine Patrol, and the Florida Keys Marine Sanctuary all join in the search on that day until it's dark. For and Coconut then Harry. You can't see anything in the dark. Uh the no. ocean is very dark in the dark. You and very big. Anything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's nothing they can do. They're devastated. You can tell that this dog is very beloved. He was, before this, he was on Good Morning America. Like in January, they had done one of these segments where, you know, like they broadcast from New York, but they send someone down to Key West to do the weather report. Coconut Harry was on the Good Morning America weather report from Key West. Uh, I think he'd been moted. Then he had been voted most handsome dog in Key West. Uh, so he was a very beloved member oh. of the family. Uh, so then they just start going, looking for him. They put up co- posters of Coconut Harry everywhere. The radio stations are broadcasting, like, be on the lookout. Eight days, people are out there in their boats searching for Coconut and Harry. And as they say, it turns from a rescue mission to a recovery mission after a few days <laughs> i don't know that they do dog recovery yeah, missions <laughs> uh but yeah after eight days they're like all right well i guess we're not gonna find coconut harry and then two workers 
who work on Monkey Island are heading out there with their boat to bring the food and water to the monkeys. And they get to the island and there on the island, he'd not been there a couple of days before, is Coconut Harry. King of the monkeys. King of the monkeys. Monkeys liked him just fine. He was they hanging out on the beach. altar for him and we're worshiping him. Yeah, he had lost 10 pounds in those eight days. They had, they think he was in the water for most of that time. He had like barnacles and stuff like in yeah. his fur. Didn't they try to give him food? They tried. So one of them had a meatball sub that they tried to give to Coconut Harry because he'd lost 10 pounds. He was clearly starved. And all he wanted to do was drink the coffee out of their thermoses because there's no fresh water in the Keys. Like all of our water is piped in from the mainland, right? There's 120 miles of pipe down to Key West. Uh, And so, yeah. So he's like, oh, finally, like something to drink. salt water is getting old. Yeah. Uh, So they... Uh, they know exactly who Coconut Harry is because they've seen all the posters He's and heard it on the radio. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they think he probably fell off the boat, swam for about five miles. Uh, he was in the water for at least three days. Because of the barnacles. They, they dated his barnacles. Yeah, I don't know if they were actually barnacles, but yeah, the sea life that was entangled <laughs> in his fur uh, is not just like, oh, you jump in, you get the Lobster colony in, in his fur. Three days. Now, the water here is all, I mean, is mostly pretty shallow, right? So it could be that he's kind of, that even if he wasn't landing on a key, that he could find shallow enough places. There are mangrove clusters and stuff where you could sort of hang on to roots and things yeah, for but, a while, but boy. Yeah. Poor so, Harry. Uh, anyway, those workers found him, they gave him the coffee and then, you know, brought him in to shore. Uh, they declined the reward that That's had been offered. pretty cool. And uh, they did get honored at a, like, celebration party at a restaurant that, uh, like, this restaurant on Big Pine Key threw a party to celebrate the return of Coconut Harry, and they honored the two guys. That's good. They should. Found him on that, those Island. guys should never have to pay for a drink again. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they did. That's good. So, so there you go. That is the story of Coconut Harry, which was our Tale of the Keys story from the live shows. He didn't get to come. Good. I want to do one conclave, too, that we just read. Okay. The asphalt one. Yeah, it's a good one. Do the yeah. asphalt one. Here's a we we go to this restaurant near called Mangrove Mamas yep. near a few here. miles from it's here. It's on it's on the road. Yeah. Uh, Mile one. marker twenty. Yeah, it's good. It's a good place. Very sort of old school. It's been here for decades and decades. Oh yeah, uh, since the forties. Different owners, yeah. but but it's a, it's a great location right on the road, and it's you know got outdoor seating and good music, bar, good good drinks, live music, yeah. good live music, as most places around here. Um, so there's a story in the conch life as, as you know, yep. which we read slavishly, uh, <laughs> that, what was it? Theft by, by trick or, you know, fraudulent. I called it the squeegee scam. It was a scam. So somebody came up to, to the owner of Mangrove Mamas and offered to do some paving work mm-hmm. for him. And he basically, they didn't come to any agreement. He, you know, Let me he interject said, here. Almost everything down here is not paved. Correct. Uh, it's just gravel because like it rains, like we got six inches of rain on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, now that was very unusual, but you know, we get these big storms and, uh, the water's got to go somewhere. So it, it just floods if you have stuff paved. So pretty much everything is gravel. Our driveway is gravel under our house is gravel. Yeah. I the mean, parking the, lots are generally gravel or dirt. Yeah. 
Uh, and so I'll just put that in there that yeah. the mangrove mama's parking lot is mostly gravel, which is totally normal. Yeah, like people is, aren't looking to just, have stuff. That's paid. not an emergency situation or anything. Yeah. So I think he had asked the guy, told the guys are like, oh, we'll pave it for you. And he had asked for a quote. He's yeah. like, send me a quote and I'll think about it. Yeah. Probably thinking, I don't really like to make contracts with dudes who drive up on the side of the yeah, road. Yeah. No kidding. Especially for like a restaurant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So fast forward to a few hours, they just start paving his his parking lot yeah they, the they lot. have an asphalt you know equipment to heat the asphalt and as this crew just paves his parking lot and then they show up and they're like you owe us twenty thousand dollars and he says i don't owe you anything you just what happened i didn't want you to i do didn't that. want you to do that it's like, like the guy squeegeeing your windshield and, and then, then he immediately has... they're like okay how about four thousand dollars yeah they went from 20 to four <laughs> and he said how about i call the cops yeah and so he did and they you know they said that these there has been compl- there have been complaints before in the lower keys about asphalting scams mm-hmm. and and they didn't i mean this article didn't elaborate whether that was overcharging or not finishing unless you pay more or you know there's a lot of ways this could but this is exactly as you say the squeegee scam i'm yeah. going to do this work and then i'm going to i'm going to pretend you haven't paid me for work we agreed you would pay me for yeah <laughs> i mean i could see like that may be a scam that you're able to pull off on like someone's driveway. Yeah. But not like a business, like a well-established I business. I know. And it's just, and in the keys where everyone knows everyone, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you're not going anywhere. You can't escape. And also there's like big fines down here. I don't know if it's just Monroe yeah. County, which is the keys or Florida in general, um, for doing any kind of construction without like being whatever permitted or bonded or licensed. Um, when we came down here, after uh after irma in 2017 like this was posted you know every quarter mile these big signs posted by the county like it is illegal to do work if you are not licensed in monroe county uh and there's really serious punishment for doing it i think because the codes here are much stronger than they are in a lot of the rest of the country so 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 the 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 end of this article again is the sheriff's office is investigating the matter further and then on Thursday, the city of Key West posted a scam alert mm. to their Facebook social media page, warning the community to beware of an unlicensed company claiming to have extra asphalt and soliciting paving jobs. Such a scam. It may be these dudes. Yeah. I just got some extra asphalt that fell off the back of a truck, <laughs> and uh, you want some cheap asphalt work. The Key West, uh, the city of Key West states that the work is not up to code and the company is not licensed by the state and which is, as you said, a big deal down Mm -hmm. here. So there you go. There's our asphalt scam and... Imagine just waking up and someone's paved your driveway and and is then just like, oh, you owe me $20,000. First of all, you've made it worse because I didn't want that. Yeah. (laughs) And then, no, I'm not paying you. So So, uh, weird. Dear Dad, do you have a German word of the week for us? Yes, this was suggested by a fan. Schnapsidee. Schnapsidee. Yeah. Which is, thank you, Dr. Margarete Detlef. Um, it's, a, it's a saying in Germany. This is about a schnapsidee. Which I think which, is literally schnapps idea. Schnapps idea. Schnapps the, the drink, the high, vol- yeah. high uh, percentage of alcohol drink and idee. And it means a dumb idea. It's mm-hmm. like, th- that's a crazy idea. <laughs> But it also, you know, implies it's something you would think is a good idea when you're drunk. You know, this is someone a schnapsy day. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had this schnapsy day to do this, and now here we are. You know, yeah. so it's uh, it's a good word. Oh. Indeed. Thanks good for word. the suggestion. Yep. So we hope you all have a good 
New Year's celebration, whatever you do, I am going to be hanging out with the dogs by myself. And I think that is a great way to spend New Year's. Yeah, I'll be in Germany. Yeah. Uh, missing you and the dogs, of course, but say also hi. probably having some alcohol. Say hi to your fam. Will do. And Will do. Uh, hope you all have a good New Year and we'll be back with more podcasts as always. There's and a chance next year will be better. We'll see. We can hope. We can always hope for a better year's ahead. Yep. So, and, yes. Uh, uh, happy New Year. Happy holidays. All to all y'all. And until then, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. <laughs> little bite. Maybe a little bite. No bites. Bite. Bye. Bye.